0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Happy Labor Day, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in Rugby podcast show on the Believe podcast network, which is the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? This podcast is available on all of your favorite directories, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com, at Believe in Rugby on Instagram, and at Believe Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. On this week's episode, I get the privilege of sitting down with Connor Wallace Sims, one of the top wings in Major League Rugby who plays for Rugby United New York. Connor was selected for the USA U-20 team in 2014 and was also the MVP at the New York City Sevens Tournament in 2015. In 2020, Connor is known as Rooney's go-to option on the wing as he tallied 800 carries and almost 800 meters along with 8 tries scored in his first season alone in the MLR. On this podcast, he talks about why he transitioned from England into the U.S. for rugby the moment he realized that going pro could become a reality and also how he became the player that he is today.
1: Connor. What's up, my man? How are you? Doing well. How are you, my man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just finished up some work and just uh, just chilling. What about you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh gyms just opened up around new jersey so i was able to get my first lift in in a while uh over here so i just got back from doing that
1: how good yeah we um i'm lucky enough i got a got a gym in the building and that's been open for about six seven weeks now um that's the first the first session back was (laughs) it was it was a tough one
0: gee you've been spoiled yeah (laughs) Yeah, like how often have you been able to like uh have you been able to stick to your normal routine, I guess?
1: Yeah, um basically we've just gotta at, at first it was gonna be five it was only five people at, at a time, then it moved to ten, now it's like sixteen. Um been able to been able to do the normal stuff, um, just gotta wear a mask and, and wipe everything down and, and all that stuff. It's not it's not too bad actually. Yeah. I mean
0: I found it a little tedious. I literally had to wipe down the weights, you know, before I used it, after I used it. And I was literally like the only one in the gym
1: doing it. Yeah. That. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's what I've seen that a lot as well. People just, they're back in there and then they, you know, they just feel like it's, it's somebody else's job, but you know, we've, we've, we've just got to, got to do that part ourselves. And then obviously hopefully things will start to open up even more as sort of the months go on.
0: So I obviously, I did a little bit of research on you. I know that We, you know, we go back to Rooney and, you know, we've had talks, you told me you're from England and you started playing when you were nine. That's the game up. So at that point in time, what was your first impression of rugby?
1: Yeah. So um, when I, when I first started, um, so my dad took myself and my sister to um, the local rugby club and you know, I'd like I'd messed around with friends. We didn't really know the rules um you know prior to that. So we were just kicking the ball around and, and tackling each other and, and whatnot. But um in England obviously and same as over here at the grassroots level, you have your different age groups and um, my so it was uh, under tens, U tens were away that weekend. Um, they were a, a tournament, so I had to go and play um, the with the age group above. And it was my first practice and it was a rainy day, and all the fields were taken like by the uh, by the other other age groups. Um, and I was training with uh, so what would it, would would been the uh, the under 11s. And I think I just got smashed. Like they were just playing games. They were they weren't doing any drills or anything. It was like okay, well you know just get involved and and see how you go. Like you know I I <laughs> I knew the basic rules. I definitely didn't know about sort of the forward pass and stuff. So you know I I think a few times before I got the hang of it, I was, I was throwing the ball forward and dropping it and missing tackles and just generally looked like I was completely out of place. You know, it definitely took me a good few months. Um, and then being back with, um, my age grade to actually start to pick it up and, um, and enjoy it and and get the hang of, um, of all the rules and stuff. So (laughs) first, first, first initial introduction wasn't the best, uh, but obviously that's you know, probably the same with everybody, you kind of get those um those nerves and all, all the other stuff out of the way, and then it's it's obviously, you know, you don't turn back from there.
0: How big were those guys at the um, that were the
1: U11s that you had to play against? They were much bigger than I was. I was always a pretty small, skinny, skinny kid. Um you know, I'm still still not one of the biggest guys, but you know, then and and them having played since they were sort of four and five years old, um, you know, it's quite it's quite intimidating. There's a there's a few guys, um, and and I grew up with a lot of them. Just you know, you have a lot of interaction with those guys, and you know, you, even when you're sort of a couple of years younger or a year younger, they're you know they're they're still seen as the bigger guys, the older guys, are the ones that you look up to. Um. Obviously, you know that f- first initial session, I didn't really realize that. But you know, as the as the years go on, you you have that kind of respect and and look up to those guys. But yeah, they were uh, they were big. Because
0: at that age, being a year apart is a huge difference.
1: I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Just just even even them haven't haven't already had the the you know the last few years experience and just knowing each other and and knowing how to play and. Um, and, and, you know, me just coming in as this, this kind of scrawny, um, scrawny kid, you know, I I was quick and stuff, but if you, if you don't really know how to use it yet, then it doesn't matter. You know, you're still going to get, still, you're going to get a little bit beaten up, but you know, it's a good, good learning curve. there. So
0: you obviously did a lot of developing from that point, um, until now, how, who would you, I guess, uh. Or at what point did you realize that hey, like I got a shot at going pro here? Like, I got a shot at you know playing this game for a
1: long time and in a lot of different places. It's a good question. Um, so I, I had a, a bit of a strange route to, um, I guess you know professional rugby because you know in the UK, um, you've got all the the premiership teams and you have their academies and then you have the schools that are linked um, to the academy, so um. I played for a school that was linked to the Exeter Chiefs so we were called Ivory Bridge College um it was it was just a you know another another high school very very good rugby school um and you know I played for for with them for two years um and the goal there was to get into get involved with the Exeter Chiefs academy and um, and once there then you obviously um sign as a full-time academy player and then you move on and and try and get um a first team contract and you know I, I never, I never got that. I, I was, you know, I was pretty close and, you know, just there was, there was a lot of talent in the area. And, and I, you know, I, I wasn't a, a favoured kind of, uh, kind of player. So the other options from there, you go and play in the national leagues, which is, which is men's club rugby. And and in England, there's a huge sort of emphasis on your 17, 18 year olds getting a test um, at, at the men's level, you know, they try and get you in got involved quickly and try and move you up the ranks uh, pretty quickly, you know, whereas over here, you, you know, you, a lot of guys don't play um, men's rugby until, you know, you're sort of 22, 23 after college. Um, so I, I ended up finding out that um, there was a a semi-professional team, Canterbury, um, who uh, is basically in Kent, which is a little, uh, about an hour or so away from London, uh, which is where my dad was living uh, with my stepmom and, and little brother. And um, I decided to move over, move over there, and um, tried my luck. I basically went to um, went to practice and ended up playing a few games with the second team. Um, you know, I was I was 18 years old. I was, I was playing playing men's second team rugby and. Um play in different positions. You know, I played played wing 15, center, played, played my uh, first couple of games at 10. Um, I think I played nine as well. Um and ended up just just impressing and getting a shot with um with, with the first team there. Um and the cool thing about that is it, regardless of whether you signed as a first team player or you've gone through the ranks, you, you get a match fee. Um so they'll they'll pay you to play, they give you all the free kit, you know um all, all that good stuff and a, and a meal and stuff after training um so my first first little taste of, I guess you know semi-professional rugby was you know getting 40 40 pounds so I guess like 60 or 70 dollars um per game which is obviously it's not a lot but it was it was really cool just being um being you know an 18 year old that gets a gets a paycheck at the end of the month from from playing a few games a month you know Um, obviously that goes goes straight to the uh straight to the bar after (laughs) after the game so um good to good to have a few drinks with the guys and stuff um so I played I played with um with Canterbury for a couple of seasons um in in the National League Two, and I think I made uh 13 or 14 appearances um you know which is is pretty good and um then got picked up by the USA U20s, um, so played played with them in Hong Kong, um, and then that's when I really uh, realised that I wanted to kind of uh, pursue rugby here in here in America. Um, so I got in touch with um, they, basically was basically was told that I needed to be over here in America if I if I wanted a shot at um, you know playing for the national team at 15s or sevens or whatever it is. So ended up coming over to New York that way yeah so
0: why opt to play for the uh, US national team as opposed to England
1: yeah so that's that's another one it's you know as I said with the academy stuff there was you know a lot of competition a lot of talent in the area and, and guys were sort of you know already being signed um you know at 18 and Having, getting their premiership debuts and, and representing England at, you know, the age grade levels under 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever it is. Um, and and that kind of, that path wasn't there for me. You know, I, I, you know, I, it was, it was always something that was in the back of my mind. You know, I'd be, I would have been very interested and I would have loved to have got one of those contracts. Um, but it just didn't, you know, it just never, never seemed to happen. And, you know, Especially with the amount of um, the the numbers of players and 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 how fast the turnover rate is in terms of you know guys, the, you know there's always going to be a, a new up and comer. There's always going to be a new guy who's just graduated high school or whatever that that teams are looking at. And for me, I just felt maybe it was something that was you know just getting sort of further away from me. Um, so you know my other option was well. Why don't I give um, the USA a try? Let me let me try my hand at this and um, and and see see where it takes me.
0: I I actually read that Marty, our uh, the Rudy's forward coach, he had an influence in you coming to New York.
1: He did. He did indeed. Um, it was it was quite interesting actually. So I was living, as I mentioned, um, over over in Kent, and um, I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook and just as you do just browsing and I see a uh on, on a rugby agency website I just see um a semi-professional standard rugby in in I think it was in USA I don't think it even said New York at that point and I messaged the guy I think I've been in touch with him before and um it was through an agency called Inside Running Recruitment um and I messaged him and I said well um, you know I've got an American passport." Um, can i can i know the area and he said yeah it's it's in new york um i can't tell you the team but if you want to send me your your highlights then um you know we can we can try and get them across and see if there's any interest and i think i i didn't have any highlights at the time but i had a few games i played well in from that previous season uh with with canterbury and just sent them across to old blue and i don't think i think it took maybe a couple of days um and i, and I got an email back and. Um, they wanted to set up a Skype Skype call with Marty and you know basically I sat down and and talked with him and he you know spoke to me about my background and said that he you know he thought that was definitely a future for me to come over here and and really really push for for the national team and um and do well over here so you know we we spoke a bit I um was actually working as a, a teaching assistant um in a in a small in a small primary school in England um and basically handed in my uh well sorry actually so before that I, I actually came out to, to New York for 2 weeks um stayed in New York um played a couple games for old blue um and 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 did pretty well and got along with all the guys and um I just needed to go back home and renew my american passport um and then ended up moving back out here in i think it was june June the 4th of 2015 and, you know, I've been here, been here ever since.
0: At, was there at any point in your career when you faced like if any type of like serious adversity in, you know, trying to climb the rugby ladder?
1: I think so. I think my first bit of um, adversity was really when, um, uh, you know, I was, I was already over here. I was playing Um, week in week out with Old Blue and you know we were playing well and you know even even doing the Sevens competitions as well got got um, called up to um, the USA Sevens camp and um, after the second one I was I was offered a contract that was going into um, sort of the new year in in 2017 which is when I moved out to San Diego and um, you know it was it was an amazing experience it was it was really good fun Um, you know I learned a lot about Sevens I learned a lot about you know the full-time training um, and and a lot about myself. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough, um, well, unfortunately, due to due to player injuries, and you know, I I was brought um, brought along to um, Wellington and Sydney. And you know, usually guys that go in on their first trip, they go in as the thirteenth man. So you know, you only really see the field if there's somebody that's injured. Um, I went in as pretty much the the twelfth man. So I, you know, that means I could have been called upon at any time and you know i made made my my debut it was i think it was like 30 seconds against samoa um in in wellington didn't touch the ball i think there's something like a kickoff happened we caught it and then um one of the guys just kicked it off the field and you know that was it um next week in in sydney um got a got a bit more uh game time and um you know really really got the feel for what it was like on the world series which was um which was awesome but I guess in terms of the adversity, it was just the the constant beating of the body and and the mind and sort of feeling you know all you're there for is being a, a tackle shield. Um, you know they've got their guys that they're they're already playing and starting the guys that you know they're just giving them more game time in the run up to you know what would have been the 20, 2020 Olympics and you know that was in the back of my mind that was going to be a goal and you know after a year unfortunately I was I was released and. Um, sent back to New York City and, you know, didn't really get an opportunity as long as, you know, as as, as long as I thought I should have had um, to really showcase what I could do. Um, but that's, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I, I know you from, from Rugby United New York and your first season with them, you had, you know, a great year, a bunch of tries, really solidified yourself as a top wing in Major League Rugby. So I guess what would you credit your development as a player to the most to get you to that level?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I think um, in terms of maybe who I'd credit credit, um, would be the guys at Old Blue. Um, You know, they definitely have looked after me a lot since I've been over here. you know um, from the coaches to the old boys the players those guys that you know they see something and they keep pushing you and you know some of some of my friends who you know see me at sort of low points and you know just say keep going and there's you know there's always going to be other other opportunities and talking with my parents um who who are big big supporters of, of my rugby as well um just to just to keep going um keep the options open and you know, you know, one door closes, another one opens, and and then, you know, even even just something that I'm improving on now is, um, sort of like the never give up kind of kind of attitude and and mindset, and you know, always staying positive and always looking to to try and do a little bit better, and and um, and then I think one of the main things is always just keep remembering why um, why we play why we play the sport and. You know, you know, when it's whether it's in the back of your mind that you, you know, wanted to go professional or wanted to do this or that. The, you know, the main thing is obviously doing it because we enjoyed it. Um, and you know, those those rainy afternoons on a Sunday when I was sort of nine, ten, ten years, just not really knowing what we're doing, but just running around with your mates and dropping the ball and laughing and covered in mud and all that stuff. And you just kind of got to re- look back to those points and you know remember why why you're here
0: so do you have any plans of you know playing with uh any sort of club this fall
1: i, I well <laughs> hopefully we uh we can we can have a little runabout about um, and definitely definitely starting to get the itch but obviously as as we all know with the the corona situation it's going to be difficult but hopefully um hopefully there'll be some at least some friendlies that we can we can be a part of and you know, um, keep, keep the, or brush some of the rust off before the, the 2021 season. And if, you know, obviously if so, then I'm, you know, obviously attached with old blue and be, be, uh, having a, having a runabout with those guys for sure.
0: Mm. Everything about switching to Nyack. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> actually it's a funny, funny story. Uh, um, when, when Rish Chadwick went over, um, as a, as a skills coach, I think he did mention um, me coming over to play uh, to, to play for them, and then I think there was a summer as well where where Matina kind of sort of dropped it in my ear to come and play some sevens. But as I said before, Old Blue's done so much for me, and you know Old, Old Blue is definitely you know a family away from family. So I don't think there's a chance, and I definitely don't think I'd I'd survive after that if I uh, if I did go to NIAC. Yeah,
0: no, I was gonna say I don't think. Uh, too many people on Old Blue would like that too much. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, uh, that's about all the questions I have for you, my man. I really appreciate you doing this and taking the time out for the podcast. It really means a lot. Uh, you're a great addition to to everybody that I've had on. And, um, yeah, I wish you nothing but the best, and I can't wait to – Continue to see you play for Rudy Awesome chat with my guy Connor definitely can't wait to see what he does in the MLR next season Um, Definitely appreciated the time I got to practice with him and uh, even though I was trying to take a spot, you know, the majority of the time If you are enjoying this podcast so far, please subscribe and rate five stars if you believe that it deserves it. Also, if you'd like to advertise on the show, feel free to contact me at cmarshall1225 at yahoo.com. And as always, feel free to contact me on any ideas or guests that you might have in mind for the podcast. You know, rugby is a brotherhood sport and it'll take a community to not only grow this podcast, but... To continue to grow the game as well, which is something that I'm intending to do with this platform. So hit me up, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Bye bye.